Welcome to the Open House Podcast with James Tatum. I figured I'd try doing a uh, recording on my phone inside of a sauna. You know, what the hell, I'm not bringing my microphone in here, and I'm just sitting here doing nothing. I'm trying to pass the time because it's miserable. So I figured I'd try this out and see what happens. I've been in here for about 10 minutes, and I got it. usually trying to go about 30 minutes. We'll see how long my phone can actually withstand the heat, uh, which is really not too hot. I'm in a like an infrared uh, combination sauna where I got a couple little heaters in here, and then I also have infrared heaters. So it gets up to about 150. That infrared heat hits a little bit different, too. I also go to the YMCA, and I use their sauna, and we can get that one up to one. It usually gets around 165 to 180. And uh, I'd say this one feels just a little bit easier than that. Um, but the uh, the high heat ones that are just coming from the rocks on us, uh, they're just a little bit different. And I was reading up on all this stuff on Andrew Huberman, and he was talking about... Uh, the temperature that does uh, that has the most research on it, and it's really about those uh, saunas that get up to 170 degrees or higher, and that's what they've done all the f- research on on uh, on saunas. So that's how they say it over there in Finland. Um, so all the Finnish people do all the research, and a few other countries over there, I guess too. Um, but there's some interesting things, so I figured I'd just talk about it while I'm in here in this burning sauna. Um, one of the main things was three times a week, if you do it for like 30 minutes a day, the cardiovascular benefits are kind of the main thing that helps. Um, but another thing that I thought was interesting was uh, if you do it once a week or less, but you do four 30-minute sessions kind of spread out through the day, you can have breaks in there, um, they said something about finding like a 16-fold increase in growth hormone, which is pretty wild. You know, growth hormone is pretty good, especially for your uh, connective tissues and all that. You know, everybody says it's not uh, people that go and take, uh, uh, man, I can't think of the word, extrogenous. Uh, I may, I'm saying that wrong. They go and they take growth hormone, whether it's like from a pig or something. It's not going to be quite the same. You know, you're going to fail a drug test. Uh, you probably, long-term effects, you're going to be running into some weird bone growth and start looking like Andre the Giant. Um, so in general, it's good to stay away from that unless you're like a metapausal woman, and then it might actually be healthy. Um, but I don't really know all the research on that. But generally for athletes, you know, a 16-fold increase in growth hormone is the way to go, especially if you can do it naturally, just in a sauna. And uh, I imagine that's pretty stressful just to get in the sauna for two hours for a whole day. When I used to cut a lot of weight when I was a 77 kilo weightlifter back in the day, we would do about two hours in the sauna on and off like that just to make weight. And we'd cut about three and a half, four kilos. Uh, four kilos on an extreme, but you know, three three kilos, a little bit more than that is uh, the usual cut that we would do from, you know, 80 and a half. We woke up at 80 and a half kilos and I'd be like, all right, this is a good day. It's a pretty easy cut. Um, but you're getting a big old, uh, decrease in clean and jerk strength when you cut that much weight. Um, I think we are running in, I, and I'm not going to pull up my calculator right now, but that's running into like four, 
four percent um, body weight drop, which is too much. Three and a half is about max. I was able to snatch okay, but then I just didn't have any legs left for clean and jerk when I had a big cut like that. So some people are doing a little bit smarter now, where they're um, where they're doing more of a a slow and steady, you know, working with a nutritionist over a period of weeks. You know, you stay heavier further out from training, so you can benefit from you know the extra body weight. Um, and then our thought was you cut as much as you can close to competition, but then that backfired a little bit because uh, you lose some clean and jerk strength, especially if you're competing very often. You know, if you're competing once a year and you're doing that, that's one thing. But if you're doing that like three or four times a year, you know, that's a lot. Uh, that's a lot to recover from dropping that much weight so many times in a row, so many times a year. Uh, so in general, I'd say kind of avoid that. But you know, right now I've been doing saunas for three times a week, and I do it in the evenings. And that's the other thing that they say. You know, you increase your core body temperature right before bed. And uh, your body actually will sleep better um, when it has to drop its core body temperature. So that's what they say. I forget where I read this or heard this on a podcast probably that the ideal temperature to sleep at is like 66 degrees. And um, down here in the south, we don't keep our house down at 66 degrees. Um, 72 degrees is like cold. Like if I want to be cold at night, we put it down at 72. But... uh, so I jump in the sauna, increase my core temperature, you know, and then, of course, when I get out, my core temperature is going to drop uh, back down, and then they say that is really good for your sleep. And I'll tell you what, I've been sleeping pretty good. I've also been taking some more sleep supplements. Um, I got uh, I got a sample pack from Onnit where they did their, um, I think it's called Total Human um, Multivitamin Pack, and... Uh, you know, the the morning time one, you got some general stuff and some, they got some fast brain in there and it's just some general multivitamins. I don't feel a huge difference from that, but I'll tell you what, I feel pretty good after uh, taking those nighttime supplements. And I think it's mostly just like some calming mushrooms or something, um, not the psychedelic ones, and uh, some tryptophan and 5-HTP or something. I'm not really sure exactly what's all in there. Um, it's all... Uh, None of it's on the USADA ban list, so there's uh, there's that positive. But uh, I've been feeling pretty good with that, so I've been uh, I've been sleeping good. I think last night I had like ten hours of sleep, getting you know one and a half hours to two and a half hours of deep sleep. Uh, a little bit of it is this sauna, I'm sure, and then also that total human nighttime uh, multivitamin. Something else that I, uh, oh, something about the sauna is it's a, it's an, I think I said it was an infrared heater. Um, and I don't know what these other heaters are, but they're mostly just about getting the temperature up. Uh, and I'd like to, if anybody knows any good books on infrared and kind of the, maybe not even books, just what the research of infrared saunas are, um, that'd be interesting to hear. Because I, I hate to say it, but man, you look on the internet, and you type in something, something with saunas and saunas, and all you're getting is uh, advertisements, which is, you know, kind of lame. You know, the actual information is just hidden behind all these advertisements, which is no fun. Uh, it's why it's nice to have, 
you know, you you kind of hope that you know sources like Huberman Lab or anybody like that is kind of uh, non-biased, but I'm sure they're biased a little bit, um, especially with having you know sponsors for their podcast. Um, you're always looking at some conflicts of interest, but you know you take what you can get. Even if it's a placebo effect, if you're feeling better and you pass an USAW drug test or USADA drug test, you're good. Um, all right, how much more do I got? I got about 11 more minutes, so I'm going to keep talking. Let's see what happens. USAW. And USAW Masters, man, it seems like they are messing some stuff up with that. Seems kind of silly. Um, USAW seems to really be trying to hang on to uh, Masters weightlifting after they kind of kicked him to the curb for a while. Uh, and so it's no wonder Masters weightlifting kind of went out and did their own thing. You know, good on them, because now they're setting up a federation that will hopefully uh, support the Masters weightlifters. Um, and you need to go to that federation if you want to go to international competition anyway, which, you know, Masters International Competition, that's what it's about. I mean, that's a, you could travel to different countries, you, an excuse to travel, uh, definitely worth doing it. So you have to be part of USA Masters weightlifting and a member with them and do their events in order to go to international weightlifting competitions, um, especially like Worlds. Then USAW came out with something trying to hold on to their master's weightlifters. At least that's the impression that I get. Um, seems kind of desperate. Seems kind of weird. Uh, then they got in with some Oceania Federation somewhere over in New Zealand about a different inclusive master's weightlifting federation where they decreased the age to 30. I don't know what inclusive means, but I know Laurel Hubbard is from uh, New Zealand. And, you know, I don't know if they're... Uh, more inclusive to trans athletes or what. Um, but there's not really a lot of information on them. There's just like one document out on the internet that seems kind of kind of a shitty document. Um, not very organized. Um, pretty much from my perspective, I wouldn't be messing around with that. USAW needs to... Uh, needs to swallow their pride, maybe, and uh, accept uh, USA Masters. You know, I know some people complain about the Coens being in charge of the USA Masters, but and they've been in charge, and people worried about, you know, you know who's got their hands and what money and all that. But in the end, it's all about competing. And uh, right now, they're offering a more uh, economic way to go and compete at international competitions. The the membership's cheaper. The events are cheaper. Um, so. USAW, you done fucked up. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously all the blame's not on USAW, but they are the established organization. They should have been able to handle the situation before it got out to that, so um, the ownership goes down to them. That's their problem. They could have done a better job. I think I heard some stories coming out from USAW and just how they were kind of like, why do you guys care about Masters weightlifting so much? And, you know. Um, and I get it. Uh, they want to focus mostly on, uh, you know, younger athletes going to the Olympics, um, which makes a big uh, makes a lot of sense. But man, you can't throw them under the bus like that. You can't just use them as a cash cow, and then come out and draw a big uh, pity party after your cash cow goes away. 
But um, that's just my thoughts. I see some other thoughts out there on the internet. Um, you know, everybody's got their... Uh, uh, what am I looking for? I'm getting too hot. I can't even think anymore. You know, they're, uh, they're biased. They're biased towards uh, one federation or the other. Um, me, I don't know if I trust USAW much with uh, a lot of things. You gotta have things in your own hands. So, with that lesson that I learned as a uh, senior athlete competing internationally, I'm kind of siding with these masters here. And you think these masters guys, man, they've been in the weightlifting sport for a long time. They know the uh, they know the shit that goes on. Um, they see the red flags. Um, yeah, now there's some red flags with the with the Coens taking it over and all that too. Um, it could be fixed with some transparency, but who knows? All right, done with that topic. Let's get to something more fun. Um, I'm getting older. Next year, I'm going to compete in Masters Nationals. Uh, I've been training. i got three training sessions under my belt, weightlifting-wise. I've just been mostly doing a bunch of hypertrophy and doing... Uh, mostly I've been doing like uh, stuff that I read from Matt Foreman's book. I think he wrote this book back in 2011. Olympic weightlifters for masters. I've been doing a lot of stuff that he's got in his book about how to train for masters. And, you know, I don't know what it is about me maybe training since I was 12 years old, constant. Um, things hit a little bit harder uh, at 34 than they do for somebody that just starts up weightlifting at 34. So we'll see uh, We'll see how my, my training goes. Kind of an experiment. We'll see how my shoulder does with that... Uh, had some nerve damage in 2017, and then I tried to do weightlifting and jujitsu, which was a ton of fun, but man, my neck started getting uh, zingers going down my neck with uh, compressed nerves coming out of my neck. So I had to put jujitsu on a back hold, and now uh, in the future, maybe I'll just treat them as seasonal sports. I'll do weightlifting for a while, take a break from weightlifting, and go back and do some jujitsu, and uh, I just don't try to do them together. I'm not a, I'm not a young buck anymore. Can't be doing that. I am, uh, I'm always trying to do too much. Weightlifting, jujitsu, hiking, skateboarding. <laughs> yep. Uh, hopefully it'll keep me young. So we'll see how that goes. But who knows? All right, five more minutes. Let's see what happens. I'm going to drink some water here. So far, my phone hasn't overheated. I don't even know if this is going to be able to upload to... Uh, um, I forget the, the platform, Zencaster. I bet it sounds kind of funny in here in the sauna. Kind of a weird echo. You can hear a little bit of the fan. Hear all this fucking sweat dripping off me. Um, we'll see how it goes. I'm feeling pretty good though. Uh, Hey, has anybody ever uh, converted their infrared sauna into a traditional Finnish sauna? I'm thinking about buying one of those heaters and putting some vapor barrier up and getting a little bucket of water and pouring water over the rocks and getting this bitch up to 175. Um, so what I got is a little two-person sauna. It's like four feet by like four and a half feet. So if I put one of those big old heaters in here with a 240 volt plug, it's gonna get hot, especially if I gotta sit right next to the heater. I gotta rearrange these seats, 
it might just turn into a one-person sauna or one person sitting one person standing because we also got that ice bath right next to the sauna sauna I don't know I, I think I'm always gonna say sauna I don't know if I'll get ever get used to sauna but we did some contrast stuff with the ice bath more stuff that I read on that Andrew Huberman lab stuff um, we'll see how that goes three minutes in the ice bath ten in the sauna three minutes in the ice bath and then ten minutes in the sauna which is different and then we finish off with three minutes in the ice bath uh, the sauna was sticking around like 130 when we did that when we get in and out so much right now I got it up to 140 uh, but the ice bath starts off at like right around 60 but uh, we've gotten it down to like 45 degrees and man that's cold I put my hands in there and I feel like my fingers and my knuckles are gonna explode it's just like a lot of pressure in there um, whoo all right maybe two more minutes we're gonna wait you guys are gonna be in here with me until my watch alarm goes off um, my watch alarm only has it at 102 the temperature but that little temperature monitor on these garments is right next to my wrist, so that's like my body temperature, I guess. Not really the temperature of the sauna. Uh, so, whoo! Getting there. Whew. Yeah, right now it's 8 o'clock at night. After this, gonna take a shower, be in bed by 9 o'clock, wake up at 5, get my 8 hours of sleep opportunity. I, uh, I could probably sleep more than that. Like over this weekend, man, I was sleeping ten and a half hours. But on the weekdays, I just get my uh, my eight hours of sleep opportunity. Then I get up and do other stuff. I was writing for a while in the mornings when I woke up, but I got out of that habit. I need to uh, I need to get strict and get back on my habits of waking up in the morning and all right, listen to that. That's the sound of freedom. All right, thanks for listening. I'm out.